0: It's Dr. Peluso Mondays on the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. How is everyone doing? We are in quarantine week 460,000. I have no idea what day it is. I, I honestly am searching for purpose. Have you guys found a purpose through all of this? You got to keep going. You got to keep trucking. You got to keep fucking You got to keep moving and grooving. So hopefully you're doing all those things. And in the meantime, if you want some exclusive videos, go to my Patreon club, the fun house, go to patreon.com forward slash Jessie May Peluso. Join the fun club, the fun house. We have exclusive videos every week. It's a lot of fun and it's the only place you're going to see things that I post there. They won't be anywhere else. So I'm excited about that. Thank you to all of the new members we have. I, I think I got a couple new ones over the weekend. I believe I did. So, shot yeah, I got a whole bunch of new new members. We've got let's see. Let's let's look at these motherfuckers. First of all, you should know there's a few tiers. These uh z- 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 there's the Cannabis Christ crew for 2 bucks, the Third Eye crew for 3 bucks a month. We've got the High Fivers for 5, the Cheddar Bunnies for 20, and if you join the Puff Puff Paloozos, We've got a whole bunch of fun stuff there. You can have a VIP show package to when we can start to do shows live on the road again. Hopefully that'll be a thing so you can get two uh, tickets to any live show for the month. You also get a live call to be done with me via Zoom or Skype. So that's something we can schedule together. A fun way to connect. Say hi. Make it feel personal. And you guys should know that a portion of all of your pledges will be donated to Hilarity for Charity Foundation. So any way you join, however you join, a portion will be given back to Alzheimer's charity and research. So thank you so much for your patronage. Thank you so much for your support and being there for me. And it's just a way for me to give back. Let's give a little shout out. We've got a couple new patrons. we got a couple new Cheddar Bunnies. we got Taylor. Up in the cheddar bunny mix. Oh, we got Paul Fay. Thank you so much for your patronage. We've got Jack Ray ninety five. Thank you guys. Welcome to the fun house. Thank you so much for being a part of the the, um, show and a part of the fun house and on patreon.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso. Thank you so much. It's going to be a good show. This one is a Dr. Paluso episode. I take some of the questions that I get on my Instagram story on IG every Monday. I do talk Dr. Paluso. You can ask me anything anything. And I will give you my best advice. I am a board, uncertified life doctor, doctor from the school of life. That's where I got my degree. It is a very, very important thing for you to do because look, let's face it. We can't always trust our doctors. Why not trust somebody who's not a doctor to get advice from you, for you about your love life, your orifices or your career, so if you want to actually get the answers in real time, go to my Instagram page, Paluso. on Mondays. It goes through to about Tuesday morning because of the timeline on the Instagram story. And you can ask me anything and I respond and you will see it. And then the, the overflow goes here on Mondays when I can make it happen. So that's what this episode is. It's a fun one. We get into a lot of shit and like shit literally as well, but also emotional stuff. So I I guys, I hope you enjoy it. It's a fun episode. How many times did I say fun? Jesus, I've had way too much tequila. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, cameo. Book me on cameo. I've got to record a couple cameos after this. It's a fun app. (laughs) It's an app where you can book celebrities, athletes, TV personalities to record you a custom video. And it doesn't necessarily have to be for you, but it can. But the two that I'm going to be recording right after this are for somebody's birthday. I do birthdays. I do births, breakups, makeups, divorces, weddings, babies, maybes, anything you want. I will make you a custom video. It's a lot of fun. Book me on Cameo. It's an app you can put on your phone and there's a whole bunch of fun people that are on it. I said fun again. Somebody has to count all the funds and email them to me, please. Jesse May Paluso, comedy at Gmail. Tell me how many times I said fun. <laughs> Book me on Cameo to make a custom video. <laughs> we also are going to have a whole bunch of other shit coming up. Check out Bong and Movie on my YouTube page, a new movie companion show that is on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash jessiemapeluso, a new movie featured every Friday. This past Friday, we featured Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy. You watch the movie with me, it's like a director's commentary, except I didn't direct it. I'm just a lover of film. It's on my YouTube page. Make sure you like and subscribe. So many ways for you guys to get some what? F! you and fun. Oh God, I'm driving myself nuts. I really am. But you know what? It's okay. I got tequila. I got some weed. I have your questions all queued up for this episode. So you're going to get some advice whether you want it or not. Dr. Peluso is coming at you. And I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. And thank you guys so much again from the bottom of my heart for listening every week. It means a lot. Coming up. Getting advice from Dr. Peluso. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 You're beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Mae Peluso. It's a personal comedy how hard it is to make it in this biz i'm a fucking professional i talk about my dog sometimes each week it's something different sometimes i have a guest host sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode sometimes i just ramble about the bullshit i dealt with the week before you never know what you're gonna get it's raw uncut and funny it's me yes Yes. dr peluso's here how is everybody how are we doing did we survive the week i hope you did we're gonna get into some questions from you guys. Dr. Peluso's here to give you unfiltered advice. Bored, uncertified Dr. Peluso's here. See, you guys, I'm a real doctor. Uh, a real doctor of life. So don't go suing me. And I'm drinking on the job, bitches. I am drinking on the job. Let me get this microphone. There we go. Is that better? Is that better, everybody? Does that does everybody here, wait? Okay, a little adjustments. There we go. Ah, oh. We've got a lot of questions to get to. It is a Sunday. I was like, you know what? Let me do a little bit of Dr. Peluso on a Sunday for these motherfuckers to get them ready for the week. So you're listening to this. It should be Monday for you. So we're going to start the week off right with (laughs) with some real great advice. So let's get started. Let's dig into it. Let's see what these people have to ask me. And if you guys want some advice, you can go to my Instagram story every Monday, pretty much Monday through Tuesday, early morning, afternoon. I have Dr. Peluso on my Instagram story. And this is the runoff of that the questions that I couldn't get to on my Instagram page. So you can answer them, you can get them answered on my Instagram, or you can. Listen to the podcast the following week and get some more fucking advice from me. Why Why should I give you advice? Why should you take my advice? You don't have to. But I've been through a lot of shit. So it might behoove you to listen to me or you can tell me to fuck off. Either way, I'm going to do it. You know? Either way, I'm going to give... Advice, because it's one of the things that I love to do besides smoke marijuana, watch movies, go for walks, microdose on shrooms, eat pizza, eat mac and cheese, eat fruits and smoothies. It's one of the things that I enjoy. And tequila, you're going to tell me that your real doctor who spent 15 years in college doesn't drink on the job? Okay. Good luck, Cheryl. Let's get into it. Brian Bachelor. why am I so tall? What is that a complaint? Brian, come on. For most women, that's like a prerequisite. We love when you're tall because that to us indicates that we're going to have tall babies and throughout history and in the world, the natural world, tallness is somewhat of a, not a defense mechanism, but a survival mechanism. I would think if you're taller, you could better survive the streets. You're more well equipped to handle getting fruits from high above. What if a cat gets stuck in a tree? Brian, don't complain. I think you're ahead of the game. You're ahead of the curve. You're ahead of the game. You're on top of the hill. Don't fucking complain. You're a tall guy. You know? What, what, what could be worse? Being short. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you one thing you won't hear from a woman. Mmm, you know what's so hot about him? He's short. Sorry. 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 Not from this woman. I like a tall fella. I like him tall. The fake Maddyman, Matt, Maddyman f- just says farts, question mark. Yeah, what's up with farts? Farts are funny. Farts will always be funny. And it doesn't matter what age you are, if you're 3 or 93, farts are funny. And when in doubt, use a fart. Whether it's a kid or one of your loved ones who's in a old folks home, if you don't know how to communicate with them, like my father, before he passed away, he was non-communicative. And so my sister bought a fart card and boy, that was, that was the last time we talked to him, farting and laughing. Farts are great, necessary, necessary part of life, necessary part of growth and communication. (laughs) Farts all day, farts all day long, fakes, the fake Maddie men. I, I, I don't know how to say that last word, but we'll try. Uh, outdoors man. Outdoors man. I get it. Is it okay to suple- suplex your significant other if you're losing an argument? <laughs> well, in the in the fairest of worlds, yes. Maybe in the ancient world, for sure. Definitely in media- medieval times. Could you suplex your significant other for a an, an, uh, disagreement or losing an argument? I, I'm, I'm assuming you mean the wrestling move where they kind of flip you back. But... In the modern world, that's domestic abuse and you probably should seek out a therapist, like a real therapist to work you through your anger issues. A lot of you dudes have anger issues and not just dudes, but maybe maybe I've dated angry dudes <laughs> in my past. And I think the anger, I don't even think that you're angry. I think the anger is a a byproduct of your inability to find a way to communicate. Think about a kid who can't communicate and think about how frustrating it is for somebody who's lost the ability to speak to communicate. It's got to be frustrating. And I think a lot of you dudes are angry because you lack the necessary tools to feel comfortable to learn how to communicate. And one way you can do it is through therapy. It's not a bitch ass thing. And, and the word therapy is a huge, it's an, a huge umbrella with many, many facets underneath it. There's so many types of therapy that you can find that work for you. So don't, don't think and don't get your mind stuck in this hetero mindset of, oh, therapy's for bitches. Mm, it's for everybody. And, and everybody's fucked up. We're all going to be okay, but you're going to be much better if you talk it out. Especially for the dudes who've been raised in this heterosexual bro uh, society where, you know, when a boy cries, we say, don't cry. Why are you, you know, why not say, tell me what's going on? When a boy cries, we're like, oh, don't cry, don't cry. Well, let him cry. He's fucking upset. Instead of telling your son not to cry, why don't you ask him why he's crying? Just a thought. Because the more they tuck down their emotions, the more they want to suplex their significant other when they can't figure out how to communicate, okay? So outdoorsmen, I, I would seek out some therapy, Blakey Sherms, Sherman, four, five, five, four, six, five, two, five, two, two, two. (laughs) Does Chaplin and Bunny have matching mini Saburo hats? No, I don't. I probably should put outfits on my dogs more but I don't I don't do that I feel like I bombard them enough just putting them on social media that putting them in outfits you know now that I'm saying it out loud I I really should put them in more outfits come in your way Blakey Sherms I'm gonna start putting my dogs in outfits I'm not that bitch but you know what quarantine just might make me that bitch Chenders she's been on this before she's definitely inquired about some help and advice how do you get out of a relationship you know is toxic but keep getting back into oh my god chenders the most toxic relationship you have is with yourself by allowing yourself yourself to get back into that cycle how do you get out of a relationship you know is toxic but keep going back to chenders come on you it's you the most toxic relationship you have is with yourself you've got to do some excavation I have been in toxic relationships and the way I got out of it was a restraining order bitch (laughs) I don't know if it's gotten that deep or that thick yet, but you really need to ask yourself, why am I going into this relationship? And I guarantee you nine times out of 10, you're going to say because you don't love yourself enough. And you might not even say that because you might not realize that's what the cause is, but I guarantee somebody who is secure with who they are, who loves themselves, who who feels good about what they're doing is not in a relationship like this. And this is the relationship you think you deserve. So ask yourself, what do you want? And what do you deserve? And I'm going to tell you right now, you don't deserve a toxic, a toxic relationship. Okay. So you need to move on, get rid of that toxicity and see how far you fly, bitch. And this goes for men and women. Stop dating toxic people. Stop dating people who weigh you down. Stop dating fixer uppers. Stop dating people who don't make you want to evolve who don't make you want to produce who don't make you want to be creative enough bitch enough is enough Whitney would probably still be alive come on get off of that emotional crack pipe get on to a new life a healthier life a life 200 pounds lighter get rid of that toxic dude and move the fuck on When you're 80, you're going to look back at the time you spent and you think you're going to be happy about the years you spent with somebody who was toxic? Get the fuck out of here. Good luck, genders. (laughs) Naderade, 889. Would you ride in an autonomous vehicle? Mm, I don't know. I don't know, but then I'm in L.A. on the 405, and I think I might trust a robot more than I trust these, these influencers in their car Instagramming and FaceTiming, and chatting, and texting. I might trust a robot more than these 22-year-olds who are working swing shifts at Chili's so that they can get their auditions in. I-, I don't trust these motherfuckers out here in this town. This town is too self-involved. There's too many inflated egos with not enough therapy and self-work to make it all balanced. There's just a bunch of motherfuckers out there with licenses driving fast as hell. And not a care in the world because the world revolves around them. So, yeah, bring on the fucking robot cars. I'm here for it. Random dose. Do big balls turn the ladies on or off? Man, you know, it's a strange thing. It really is a strange thing. Big nuts are terrifying. (laughs) Big... (laughs) Big testicles are terrifying. I'll tell you who has the, the scariest, but also most alluring testicles that almost the whole world saw was um, Joey Coco Diaz. He pulled his nuts out, and those things were glorious. They were uh, very. They they definitely showed a um, a a a large satch, a couple large satchels, and <laughs> very. Um, Very heavy. Those were not carry ons. But to your question of are they attractive or not? You know, it's a tough one. I'm gonna have to say for me, I like a nice compact carry on like a nice little small weekender. You know, maybe even an overnight bag. I'm not looking for, like, someone who's going cross-country or someone who's doing, like, a backpack around the country or countries. I'm looking for somebody who's just doing a day trip to Santa Cruz. You know, I'm not looking for somebody who's backpacking across Europe, if that answers your question. But I do know there is some science to the size of testicles and competition within the environment that the males are in so that will correlate with how the level the size of your nuts correlates with the the amount of competition you have in your environment so check your nut size fellas you might need to get rid of some of your friends or bring some more in <laughs> delta 38, please prescribe me cocaine no no never will i prescribe cocaine i've never done it it's not my vibe i don't need it do you guys can you guys imagine me on cocaine I would be shot through the ceiling, back down, across, like some sort of rabid ping-pong ball. No way. I don't need cocaine. I have a natural zest for life. I wake up with energy. I don't even need caffeine. And cocaine is the caffeine of cocaine, and and caffeine is the cocaine of caffeine. Did I just say the same thing twice? Do you see how I don't need cocaine? And I will not prescribe it to you. I will prescribe a brisk walk and some mushrooms. And weed. You need to slow down, motherfucker. You've got some, some demons you're not dealing with. Nobody needs cocaine, and I'm sorry if I'm a Debbie Downer. I'm saying this through my tequila glass and, and judgment. I'm judging you hard right now. You don't need cocaine. You don't need cocaine. Okay, Narcos? Put the cocaine down. Have some burdock root. Relax. Well, nobody needs to hear your Shark Tank ideas, Okay. <laughs> No cocaine. No. <laughs> Kevinette, Would you ever peg a guy asking for Mike Pence? <laughs> I don't know. If you don't know what pegging is, you're in a very vanilla relationship. I've never done it. Uh, it is it, it is just what you think it sounds like. It's pegging a guy. I, I You know, if I love the guy enough and he was into it, I I might be open to it. Never say never, you know, never say never about anything in life. If Stamos asks me to peg him, sure, 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 sure. I'll take one for the team. Have mercy. Strap it on. I'll make that thing, you know, look like like a little instrument so he feels at home. Like it's just, you know, maracas. He's just getting a little maracas in the caca. You know what I'm saying? I'm here to provide love and and connection. So if that's in the form of pegging for the man of my dreams, sure, sure. Uh, Zendoff, Zedanoff. Oh, that's it. Zedanoff is a hot dog considered a sandwich. God damn it! This is like his cereal soup. Whew. There's a lot of pressure to answer this question because I had two hot dogs. Well, they were turkey dogs because I just, the thought of what's in an actual hot dog, even though it's so fucking good, I don't trust it. I don't want to eat lips and asses. Even though I just said I would peg a guy, I'm not sure about eating lips and asses. Unless it was Zoe Kravitz. Hello, gorgeous. I would definitely, that orifice. But as far as classifying a hot dog as a sandwich, I'm going to classify a hot dog Not as a sandwich, but as its own meal. That being said, it's not a traditional sandwich because the bread is completely consistent with the shape of the meat. Hey-oh. And I also don't think that It classifies as a sandwich because the condiments are completely specific to the meat. I think the hot dog is a standalone situation that people should stop fucking around with. It's just a hot dog. It's not a sandwich. It's just a hot dog. Enjoy it. Life is short, but I'm not eating the real one unless it comes in the form of Zoe Kravitz in a bun. (laughs) Okay. I'm not gay. I'm just, I think she's gorgeous. Tim Fresh one. Hi, you are the best. You're sweet. I don't think I'm the best. I don't think I'm the worst. You know, w- one of my exes got a quote. I don't know where he got it from, but he it always is stuck in my head. You're never as good as your best set. And this is referring to comedy. You're never as good as your best set and you're never as bad as your worst. And I think that can apply to everything in life. You're never as good as you think you are and you're never as bad as you think you are. We're just right in the middle. We're right in the middle, chilling. I think the pressure needs to be taken off of everyone to be the best, or you gotta be the best. Just, just do something with dignity, tenacity, and, and, meaning. And the rest of it, it's like, who the fuck cares? Why are we so caught up? I gotta be the fucking best. He's the best. She's the best. Oh God, you gotta, you gotta be the goat. Really. We're calling the best the goat last time i checked that thing needed people to survive that thing lived in it in an enclosure that doesn't sound great sounds kind of like the thing people have been fighting against for the past few hundred years so i think you should just try and be present and 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 work with that i think a lot of people have a harder time being present than they do being the goat so thank you <laughs> Tigers 55 what type of hard drugs will you consume when Kanye wins the election now I know I said I didn't do cocaine but I don't know I thought about this a little bit I thought about what what I'll do and I I don't know I don't know because I had this conversation in the living room with a friend of mine recently and we were saying there's no way Kanye is going to be president there's no way and I said does this sound familiar Does this conversation sound familiar? Like, from a few years ago where we were like, there's no way he's going to be president. There's no way. And then he became president. Never say never. And we're on a fucking ride. At this point, it's a ride. So treat people well. Try and do what you can do to thrive, not survive. And stock your weed. My drug will be weed and shrooms. I will just pop some shrooms and watch the shit show evolve and unfold like it's something on Netflix. kanye in in office will be like the new season of tiger king and i'm just gonna watch it from my couch and hope that it doesn't reach the inside of my apartment in any way shape or form <laughs> oh god what's happening julia roslin dr og love would you do stamos even if it meant going full rona Going full on Rona. You know, I would have to take one for the team. You know, I'd have to take one for the team for all my girls, for all my 90s babies, for all my ladies who have Stamos love, who are about that have mercy life. Yes, I would have to take one for the team. And, you know, I wouldn't even be taking. I think it would be given to me. Judging by my latest quarantine fupa that I've grown, I'm pretty sure Stamos would be about it, about it. So you're welcome. Lex Delaney. Delaney, BFF's bachelorette weekend in Palm Springs is giving me anxiety. Don't feel comfy going. I Don't go. Why are people getting married now? What are you people doing? What are you doing? Is your marriage that important? (laughs) Do you need to do it that fast? Have you guys checked the divorce rate? Why are you rushing to do something that is not guaranteed? Why don't you just wait? I guarantee you if you wait through this corona thing, you will save yourself thousands and thousands of dollars in divorce lawyer money. Just wait. I know it seems romantic. Let's just get married and COVID. No. It's a fucking quarantine. Stop walking your daughters down the aisle through a fucking fence. Enough is enough. Follow the flow. Go with the flow. Be water. Okay? I watched that Bruce Lee documentary, Be Water. The water's in a glass, it becomes the glass. A water's in a bowl, it becomes the bowl. People are in a quarantine, we become the quarantine. Stop trying to fight it. Go with the flow. No more getting married in quarantine. Don't go to your fucking friend's wedding. They're going to get divorced anyway. So, save the money, bitch. Sky Films Media. Would a smack on my rump give me better sex drive? Um, wow. There's a lot to unpack there. You know, sex drive is influenced by a lot of factors in your life. First, before you get smacked on your ass, you gotta ask yourself what kind of foods you're eating, how much sleep you're getting, what your exercise level is, what your community is like, are you doing self-care days and and taking a self-inventory, doing a little emotional check, maybe some journaling. For men and women, this is a unisexual technique to help keep yourself balanced, especially when it comes to sex drive. There's so many factors that influence your sex drive that have nothing to do with sex. So I would check those first before you're getting smacked in the ass because by the time you get all those checked, the smack in the ass will just be the icing on the cake. So enjoy it. Pamoral, uh, Pamoraless87. Have you ever found brown streaks in the sheets after hooking up with someone? Oh my God. No. Oh God. This gives me such, such anxiety. Oh, gross. I've heard so many horror stories from my guy friends about doing the, doing it in the booty and a little, you know, ice cream souffle happening afterwards. I know I, this has never happened to me, but man, I, that's why you need to have shit sheets. There's shit-, <laughs> shit sheets. For those who like doing it in the butt and not worrying about having to explain themselves, shit sheets, covering up your butt sex since 2020. I, I think I should create shit sheets, just brown sheets, same way girls have the red towel. If you don't know about the red towel, it sounds like a new Netflix series. If you don't know about the red towel, it goes hand in hand with shit sheets. The red towel is what girls use when they're on their period to avoid bleeding into their sheets so if you're gonna you know do the duty in the booty get shit sheets brown sheets you know maybe it's a little big of a commitment to put brown sheets on your bed you could just get a brown towel but you know I like to mix it up I like to have a an array of (laughs) bedding accoutrements so good luck good luck and also maybe do a little enema before you put it in your butt randy402 how are you if you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, would it, would it be pizza and dick? Dick on pizza? Uh, pizza. Definitely pizza. Maybe macaroni and cheese. Maybe macaroni and cheese. But burritos are really good too. Tacos? <sighs> pizza. I would have to say pizza. I love pizza. It's, it's such a classic. It's got everything. A little bit of bread. A little bit of sauce. A little bit of cheese. A little bit of crunch. A little bit of gooiness, Some oil. You can put fun stuff on it. You can put anything you want on it except for pineapple because that's for serial killers. So, yes, pizza. Scotty, 324, what's a male queef? (sighs) I mean, someone took time to ask this question. And it's a really good question. I don't think men can queef. Do noises come out of your dick holes? I've been stumped as a doctor. Unless your dick burps, I don't think a guy can queef. Because it's basically a coochie burp for a woman. (laughs) Hmm. You know, queefs happen. I knew a girl when I was growing up. Hey, Amy, who could queef on demand? I know it sounds like a new show on Hulu, but it's not. It's a coochie. Right out of her coochie hole. Mm -hmm. I don't think males can queef. Please let me know. Reach out to me, comedy at gmail.com. Can men queef? (laughs) Move over, Barbara. Move over, Babs. Move over. <laughs> over, Barbara Walters. There's a new interviewer in town. This is 2020, the shit year. We're asking the tough questions. Can men quaive Coming to you at five. Uh, please let me know. TJ Sparks, too. In your professional opinion, how many milligrams should I eat before going to my in-laws? Zoot, zoots, magoots, motherfucker. Blast off to Andromeda. Andromeda. Andromeda, Everyone always tries to correct me. The next galaxy. Andromeda. Blast off. Hit up Dr. Peluso. I'll give you a prescription. (laughs) It should be something that shoots you to the moon. Candy Kush is a really good strain. It's a fun one, but you should definitely medicate before you go see your in-laws. See, that should be something that doctors could prescribe. Like, you know how your neck hurts and you can get some Some good painkillers. Oh, I'm going to go see my in-laws. Like emotional painkillers. Marijuana. Killing your emotional pain since the beginning of time. Love and lipstick. Hey, girl. Want to switch careers, but no clue what I want to do. Suggestions on how to figure it out. I would say start with what brings you joy and what you're naturally good at. For me, besides comedy, something I've never really embarked on are music and art. And I can kind of paint. And I am very intrigued by music. So go by things that intrigue you and that you naturally are inclined to. I think it's a good place to start because we realize that in this world we can't prepare and making money while it's very important to survive shouldn't be the goal because if your mental health isn't level, the money won't fucking matter. There won't be enough money in the world to keep you balanced. But if you have a purpose And your purpose drives your career, which usually it does. My purpose is to connect with people, to help people, to help people heal, to make people feel less alone. Comedy kind of goes hand in hand with that podcasting. And I feel like I'm helping. I feel like I have a cause and a purpose to people in society and my friends and my fans. If you can combine those two things with something that you are naturally inclined or have a natural skill with... You'll you'll be fine in your career and your life. So good luck. Steven, 1987. So if I smoke too much weed, should I smoke more? I mean they say fight fire with fire, right? Absolutely. Also keep some pine nuts and citrus around because it can balance out the high. And some CBD, maybe some snacks. If you get too high, one of the greatest things you can do for any type of anxiety, which is generally what happens when you get too high, is movement. Move, go for a walk. If you're sitting down in an apartment, get out of the apartment and go for a walk. Clear your mind. Go for a nice walk. Go for a jog. Fuck it. Go for a nice midnight jog. (laughs) But being stagnant with your thoughts just begets more negativity. So I say the best thing to dealing with that is movement. Get the fuck out of your scenario and move yourself. Move yourself. Um, Lamowski, weed makes dick hard. Normal, asking for a friend. Sounds great. I mean, you found the best type of natural Viagra there is in the world. Good for you. Marijuana has a great way of opening up a lot of things in people. And for some people, they get horny. For some people, their dick gets hard. You know, I don't think it's normal or not normal. I think it's just an effect of of the weed. So good for you. That's a great side effect. I would I would keep that as a front effect and maybe a behind effect, maybe from the side effect. So good for you. It's 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 a I would put that to use, sir. Especially if you're in a relationship, it's it's nice to know that you've got a little trick up your sleeve to make your baby arm come out of your your pant sleeve. <laughs> Tequila was a good choice. DJ Leblanc. DJ Leblanc 77. Did you watch the real meaning Breakdown of drag me to hell. I didn't (gasps) do I need to Google if you guys want to know what he's talking about. I have my show BAM bong and movie on my YouTube channel, which is a movie companion show. It comes out every Friday last week. We had some technical difficulties, so it released yesterday on Saturday it's uh it's called Bam, it's Bong a movie, movie companion episode, and I got the idea from Joe Rogan. You guys have probably heard about it a hundred times and are like, All right, shut up, bitch, we get it, you have a new show, but this is what he's referring to. We featured last this past couple days was um Anchorman, the Legend of Ron Burgundy, which is so fucking funny, and then we did Drag Me to Hell, Pineapple Express, and Battlefield Earth, so if you guys want to send me suggestions about what movies to watch, so you can watch them along with me, it's kind of like a movie companion slash director's commentary, even though I didn't direct these movies, but I feel like I did because I'm such a movie whore, send me your suggestions, comedy at gmail, I want to know what movies you guys want me to watch, but I don't know the real meaning, the breakdown of Drag Me to Hell, so now I'm going to have to Google after this, thank you. DJ LeBlanc, Um, girl 7 did you find a colon cleanse that did the job? No. I need to put that on my to-do list, colon cleanse. Let me see if I have my to-do list. I work with a to-do list every week and I scratch it off so I see my success and I'm going to add colon cleanse. Because I didn't add it to my to-do list, so I forgot about it. So thank you, Girl 7 I'll get back to you. I want to do a coffee cleanse. I'll let you know if those grinds cleaned me out. Tatum Temple. How many joints do you smoke in a day before it is too many? I don't think it's ever too many if it doesn't inhibit your ability to be productive. And a lot of people like to blame the weed for being lazy. You're just a lazy person. Weed, look, I smoke every day, and I am not lazy. I am the antithesis of laziness. Weed is not the problem. You're the problem. Some weed, sure, will put your ass in the couch, but last time I checked, Snoop was pretty fucking successful. Wiz Khalifa was pretty fucking successful. Willie Nelson was pretty fucking successful, and the list goes on and on and on. There's a lot of motherfuckers who smoke weed on a regular basis who get shit done. So I would say... It's too many joints if you stop doing stuff. Or maybe you don't even need that much and it makes you lazy. Weed might not be for you or you're just a lazy motherfucker. Either way, you have to find motivation outside of things you're putting into your body that can keep you moving in life. So don't blame it on the ah, 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 ganja. Zachahan, do you like turtles? Yeah. I grew up on... I don't even want to say. I grew up on a place of a street that's named after an animal close to that. Tortoise Ave is where I grew up. And I've always had an affection for them. It's really strange that you ask that. I've always loved them because it reminds me of home and growing up and, you know, being raised in a really cool neighborhood. We had a lot of kids in our neighborhood. It was relatively safe. I would go outside. You know, it was that type of upbringing where we could go outside and play and come back by the time the, the streetlights went out. And there were a couple times where there were some creeps. I definitely saw a dick coming at me once. That was the first time I ever saw a dick, which is going to be in my special if we can ever shoot the special through this quarantine. And another guy tried to snatch me up in front of my house. But I think you guys were like, wait, we need we need elaboration. I'll tell you. So my friend Amy and I, one of my one of my best friends growing up, we were playing in the front lawn. I think it was Amy or my friend Lindsay. And this car pulls up like a Caprice classic and this guy in this really shitty hairdo rolls down. Well, I mean, I think he had like physically roll down the fuck, like lean across and roll down the window because, you know, that's how cars were back then. I am so young. He asks us if we want to hang out with him and he's got candy in the car. I mean, stereotypical kidnapper, right? Stereotypical sex... Demon. Stereotypical pedophile. You got candy in the car. You know how much that works on kids? Every kid would be like, fuck yeah. Especially these kids today. My mom doesn't let me eat candy. We can't have Reese's Pieces. This guy's going around snatching them up left and right on Swedish fish alone. Hell, you could kidnap me today on a bag of Swedish fish. But this guy goes, hey, you guys want to hang out? I got candy in the car. And I go, well... Would you want to come in the house? Because my mom has a whole bowl of it right now. And I meant it. Nancy had some candy out. And I thought this guy wanted to hang out. This is why bitches go missing. This is why it's important as a parent to stop coddling your daughters. And start coddling your sons and toughening up your daughters. Because... The way evolution works and the way, you know, species work and genders, for the most part, women tend to be physically a little bit weaker than men, for the most part. There's a few exceptions to the rule. There's a lot of amazing Olympian athletes and women who work out and, and, and men who are also equally just slippery little eels, you know, the faux feminist guys who are vegans and they're skinny and they're weak. There's, there's exceptions to the rule. That's why it's important when you're raising your daughter, make her tough, make her smart. My parents made me smart and I wasn't even trying to be smart. I just wasn't easily ad- abductable. <laughs> I was like, oh, you got candy in the car. You want to come hang out? Because we got it in the house, bro. And he took off. And, and, you know, I just never got abducted. I think because I was too much of a smart ass to even go with the flow. I don't care. You got Swedish fish in the car, Carl. My mom's got fruit roll-ups by the, by the family size. And we got Reese's Pieces. And we got those little, you know, those little uh, soda bottle things when you bite off the wax top, you can drink the sugary juice on the inside. That's not even a dick innuendo, Carl, because I know it's what you're trying to get, you weirdo. And that's why it's more important to love your children. It's a full, vicious circle. So I hope I answered your question. <laughs> There was one question I really wanted to get to, Um, C-Tat Hart. She says, alts tips, please. My papa is getting worse, and it was just hospitalized. I'm so sad. Here's the thing about Alzheimer's that's so brutal. One, you have to mourn them while they're alive because you lose pieces of them every day. You lose aspects of them every day and there's nothing you can do. There's no miracle pill. There's no miracle cure. There's no cure. It is a disease that is unknown to us in so many ways because the areas of the mind usually are a mystery until a posthumous autopsy or graphs or testing can be done. So it's such a mystery to people, this disease. There's so many theories about it and you know, the best thing you can do is like see to heart is to reach out to people who've dealt with it. My father passed away from it two years ago. And the one thing that I wish I was privy to before we were dealing with his diagnosis was knowing that his outburst, his angry outbursts had nothing to do with me. It's so hard to not take it personally, but they're, their personality changes because their brain parts of their brain are dying and and their brain is incapable of creating new connections the connections that are existent are blocked by the beta amyloids the the tau tangles you know the beta amyloid plaques that build up and the tau tangles that build up as a result and all of that sort of tangling and build up causes them to have limited synapses firing off which causes functions and motor functions and memories to break down never to return because there isn't a cure right now And one of the effects of dementia and Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's being the leading cause of dementia, is uh, to know that their mood changes and their mood swings don't have to do with you, to try not to take that personally. Anytime your loved one who's diagnosed with a disease like this, a neurodegenerative disease, where their mood changes or their personality changes, it's imperative for you to remind yourself that this is the disease talking my dad got angry at me a bunch of times and it was so hurtful because that was my guy. That was my best fucking friend. And to have him scream at me and yell at me and tell me he didn't want to see me and tell me to fuck off, which I could, I dealt with. I had to remind myself, this is not my dad. This is the disease. And maybe in some way it's my dad trying to communicate the only way he can like what we were talking about before with anger and the inability to communicate your emotions. Maybe that's what's going on with Alzheimer's patients. Maybe they're communicating the only way they can because there is some part of them that survives. And that's the other tip, is that part of them survives. While you're losing so much of them, just know that part of them survives. And, and it may take a, a unique and creative approach to try and draw that out, but like as simple and silly as it sounds, a fart card really helped me reconnect with my dad in those last two weeks because he wasn't able to verbalize. He wasn't able to maintain eye contact or to communicate or to hold any sort of sustainable relationship or conversation that the fart card making him laugh made me realize that he's still in there. Your loved one is still in there. They're not lost. All is not lost. Most of it is. And that's some tough love most of them is gone never to be regained in this physical life again but you have tools to bring back parts of them you have you have tools that can reintroduce pieces of their memory to the conversation you have you have tools you can use to sort of help them feel calm and the tools that i found work the best are music Music is, uh, has been found through different studies and trials to activate almost all parts of the brain, especially when music is being played. So if you have a loved one who is or was affluent in music and had a musicality about them, they could play instruments or guitar or piano, even though they have Alzheimer's for some reason, they can retain that ability. And when they're playing music, almost every part of the brain is activated. And it is a great way for you to open a window to their soul during this brutal disease. So play music, have them play music. Play music from their youth. It tends to introduce more memories for some reason. I think, you know, like I know you guys probably can remember songs from when you were in high school and in your early twenties and you remember these lyrics and you haven't heard them for years. So think of that with your parents and your grandparents, the music they were listening to in their era, find their favorite songs. My dad sang to Sinatra very late in his, in, you know, when he was passing, that was something he retained. So music is really important. Also look, if you're in a legal state, if you can get them CBD, CBD, if you can get them marijuana, microdose them. I don't give a fuck what anyone says, okay? I saw it work for my father. Just make sure you go very, very low and slow. I saw CBD relax my father the only time in his two weeks of him passing. It took him, you know, a couple weeks for his systems to shut down, and he was very uncomfortable. Very, you know, if you're somebody who unfortunately had to watch somebody pass away, especially an older person, it's very, they're very tight and they just, there's this discomfort level. I snuck some CBD into his hospice, gave it to him, and my sister and I literally saw him decompress. His scowl went away, his shoulders relaxed, he started to have a more consistent level breathing about him so do what you can to do your research about cbd and thc and educate yourself as soon as possible about microdosing you don't want to overdose them you don't want to zoot them out you want to go low and slow but i firsthand witnessed the effects of cbd on my dad um the other thing that i will tell you is that they that, that love prevails as as simple as that sounds, as woo-woo as that sounds, you had a relationship and you have a relationship with them. And while it's very difficult to watch them slip away, do what you can to hang on to what you two shared, whether it's through music, whether it's through farts, whether it's through food, whatever you can do to sort of remind yourself and them that you're still there, that you still care rub their feet you know one of the it's amazing when you do small gestures for somebody you love how much that can change your life you know my dad during the um you know during his whole diagnosis i really learned what loved meant i really learned what the capability i had to go deep for somebody i cared about and to do simple things that from somebody's perspective didn't seem like anything big but in the moment it's such a huge act of love like anywhere from lotioning my dad you know his dry skin just putting lotion on him and really being in that moment and making sure that I wasn't just moisturizing his skin that I was also letting him know that he wasn't alone you really want to find a way to connect and be as present as you can for them Because while they can't communicate the way you want them to, they're still there. So love is such an important thing to use and it's the most important tool to use during any scenario like that, but in life in general. But if you're dealing with a disease as brutal as Alzheimer's, that love can be such an invaluable tool for you, even when you're feeling pain, even when you're feeling angry that they're angry at you. You're angry that there's no cure. You're worried. You're frustrated. I I get it. I went through all of those emotions, feeling a helplessness that I never felt before. But knowing that I could find ways to communicate with my dad and let him know that I loved him, whether it be an embrace on his cheek, lotioning his hands or laughing with him, that that kept me going. So I hope that that can keep you going. So try some music, try some love try some weed and let me know how it goes. And I'm, I'm sending you all the love and hope and, and positive energy I can. And also take care of yourself. I had a couple good friends remind me to take care of myself because it's a heavy fucking thing to deal with. Anybody who's sort of dealt with that parents who lose children or people who are losing people to COVID right now. It's heavy. And we have such a guilt about caring for ourselves that I never understood. I mean, I get it, but it's such a wasted emotion because at the end of the day, if you don't fill your tank, you're gonna be on empty trying to help the one you care about and you're gonna be no good for them. Come to them as full as you can. And, you know, do that through sleep, do that through as much clean eating as you can, exercise, journaling, all those things. Find a way to refill your tank so that you can be full for the person you love. And that's what this is all about. We like to bullshit. I'm drinking tequila, having fun with Dr. Peluso. But if I can offer you anything, if I can feel like I'm contributing, it's through this. It's through offering you guys a little bit of insight. Funny shit, real shit, heartbreaking shit to keep you going through your day. So I appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Jessie May Peluso. Every Friday, a new movie drops on BAM, Bong and Movie. If you want to send me suggestions, email me, movie suggestions at jessie May comedy at gmail.com what else our patreon page our club the funhouse you already heard about in the beginning of the show so go there join with whatever tier you want become a part of the Funhouse club it's a great time and yeah just take care of each other have a great week you guys are amazing thank you for listening thank you for your continued patronage your continued fanship and just for being here for me and and go to the my instagram page jesse may peluso and if you have any questions drop them i'll either answer them on instagram story or on dr peluso episodes on the sharp tongue podcast keep it real live your truth don't be an asshole you got this you got it and if you don't get tequila okay